This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Got the Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers in this game. The Chargers getting bigger, bigger uh, favorites here in this one. Minus five and a half here against the Raiders. Now, it's important to note Jimmy Garoppolo is in concussion protocol. While it sounded like Josh McDaniels didn't seem too worried about his timeline, we have not seen a player yet come back the following week from a concussion injury yet this year. So if that continues, we might be seeing Brian Hoyer for the Raiders. And for that reason, I would take the chance and lock in the Chargers now. Even against, even as bad as Brandon Staley is, I don't think he can screw up a five and a half favorite line against the Raiders if it's Brian Hoyer at the quarterback position. Um, Why? Why Brian Hoyer's in the league? Why? <laughs> well, here's a better question for you, Chris. Why Brian Hoyer? Why not Aiden O'Connell, who at least was a preseason darling as a rookie quarterback? We don't know what he is yet. Why does it have to be Brian Hoyer? You're not going anywhere. Why not give the young kid a look? That's more my question in this whole scenario. It's Josh McDaniels. You know exactly why. That's, that's exactly. Why Why is Brian Hoyer still in the league? Why is Josh McDaniels get another coaching Adam job? Adam just give us the that's answer. Disgusting. Because he literally got – the one place he was stuck in New England even was like, we can't take you anymore. We're cutting you. And still, he gets another life opportunity. Poor Devontae Adams. Uh, I know. He's still <laughs> balling like no matter what, but it's it's disgusting. Uh, on the Chargers side, Mike Williams, unfortunately, is done for the year. Uh, we'll talk about Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnson in a second. Austin Eckler back at practice, but talking about how he's still having trouble cutting, can run straight, but that's about it. I will get Brian Scott's opinion on that tomorrow, but – I don't know if it sounds really great that Austin Eckler is going to suit up this week. Uh, might have to wait one more week there. Uh, Herbert's been fantastic. He's a top four quarterback for me. And Josh Jacobs now we got to talk about a little bit. So I still have him as a top 10 running back because he's still getting a ton of usage. He still is Josh Jacobs. But my God, we thought Derrick Henry was bad yard before contact. One yard. One yard before contact, Josh Jacobs. He is not getting a chance to even smack into the line of scrimmage. This is a good matchup against the Chargers. It was a good matchup last week. He's been an RB27 this year, so at least he's in your starting. At least he's putting up enough production to be in your lineup somewhere. But, I mean, Chase, does this thing ever get back on track with Jacobs? We train for Zach Moss, Chase. (laughs) (laughs) That is the question. That is the question. That's bait. No, listen, here's the thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, you got to play him this way. You drafted him as a top 10 running back. He's been, like you said, doing enough to stick around in your lineup. Uh, This is not a bad matchup for him here against the, against the chargers. They're giving up four, four and a half, almost four and a half yards of carry. Um, I just, yeah, you're definitely not excited about Josh. Like like when draft day came around and you were like, Hey, he signed and and we're going to get to use him. You're not excited about using him right now, but you kind of have to right now. So you drafted him as your running back one, most likely. You're going to use him as your running back one. You don't have to like it, but you kind of have to do it. Um, he needs to show something in this game. I mean, for for anybody to be excited about him again, I, I would think, because... Would you sell him high if he does? you got to be... Or do you think he is a turning point? You Could have you to be, Williams after this. You have to be able to get something big for him. You have to be able to get something that, that can fill in. I'm I'm not one of these guys that clutches on to, to draft capital and be like, oh, just because I drafted a guy in the first round. 
my point is though, you have to, if he, if he does something in this game and you're going to try to trade him, you need to be able to either have something like, yeah, you already picked up Kyron Williams or Jerome Ford and you have a, a replacement at least as a startable running back and then use Jacobs to upgrade your, your wide receiver core or you hang on to him. Yeah. Like you said, and just hope it's a turning point. You have to be able to get value back for him. Uh, you're not just trying to bail on him and jump out. We've seen too much from him in the past to, to just cut bait on him because he's had three. I, subpar I, I tend to agree, but that is going to be the question next week. If he does have a good game, if he gets Big into time. the end zone, so you sell high on him. So I figured I'd get it out now. Hey, Joshua Kelly, prepare to be flushed. <laughs> I don't care if Austin Eckler plays or not, dude, you suck. Like seriously, (laughs) RB 56 through the first two weeks as a starter against good matchups. ECR has been RB 29. Are you kidding me right now? There's no way this dude's cracking my starting lineup. I don't care what's going on. I put him in the same category as AJ Dillon. You're not even a handcuff to me anymore, bro. Cause you already proved you can't even do it. Anybody disagree with that statement? Good. Uh, Devontae Adams is obviously top five receiver. I don't care who the quarterback is. Devontae Adams is the top five receiver. Uh, Keenan Allen. I just want to give a shout out to Keenan Allen. It was my boy. I was so much higher on him than ECR coming into the draft. So glad to see him thriving in the new offense. And now with Mike Williams out of the way on top of it, you know, you can talk about Josh Palmer and Quentin Johnson like we're going to in a second, but it's going to be him. It's going to be him who's carrying this team in the passing game. And it's, it's nice to see his role expand to actually get to go down the field a little bit as well. Um, but let's talk about Palmer and Quentin Johnson. For me, for my take on this, and Adam, you can you can help me out here. Uh, I look at this as if you're looking who to pick up this week, or you were, or you want to know who to play, whatever the case may be. I do think Palmer gives you the more immediate fantasy value over the next few weeks. I do think, however, because Palmer has shown you to just be a dude eventually to take you know Jake Farm, take it from Chase over there. That Quentin Johnson does, as the season goes on, carve himself out a larger role and become that number two receiver to Keenan Allen, I think, down the road. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I, pretty similar. I, I think Johnson's a, a better player. I, I think Palmer's the immediate guy. Um, and I, I don't want to write him off. At, I mean, he's a dude, but he's not like the same yeah, level. Fair. Like, look. We, the guys we've been calling a dude are like Nico Collins and Zach Moss. And I can't possibly put Josh Palmer in that tier. Look, last year, he was the closest thing that you really see at the wide receiver position to a handcuff. Anytime one of them was down, Josh Palmer was a legitimately playable wide receiver. And I don't think that that necessarily changes. Herbert trusts him. He does separate. He's a good guy. He's a good player. Um, so I, I, I'm not going to get too carried away with him. I think, think he can maintain a role in this offense kind of regardless uh, of Johnston. Now, what I I do think is that long-term, I don't know if uh, Johnston has that floor uh, that Palmer has, because again, I think Palmer is a regardless safe, good. He's going to be something. I don't know if Johnston will be something this year, but I, I do know that his ceiling, I think, is a little bit higher. Um, if he gets used, utilized in this offense properly, and if he is the things uh, that we think he can be uh, at this level. I think Palmer has earned his role in this offense. I think Johnson is the more dynamic athlete. Yeah, I think yeah, that sounds exactly. up. Chris, Chris, do you agree? This is a big topic. Let's get you in here. So I just think 
Palmer already showed you that he's over Quentin Johnson. I think he's shown you that this whole offseason. I think he showed you this season. And while I love Quentin Johnson, and we do our draft shows, and one of the guys that I was definitely high on, what I saw and heard a lot of is he's very raw. He's still kind of fighting the ball a little bit. He doesn't know all the routes. He doesn't know all the different things. And when you talk about trust, where the Chargers are right now, they have very little wiggle room. They can't mess around. They need to win games. They need to win games consistently. I think Palmer is going to be that guy they're relying on. He's going to be the number two receiver for the offense. Well, I think you might see Quentin Johnson have some booms here or there. You're going to see the balls get dispersed to different guys. You saw that last week. Palmer had a role. But then you saw more, a little bit more Everett. You saw a little bit more pen, uh, Arnold Ponham. You saw the love other guys being more involved. Quinn Johnson still didn't do a whole lot. I think his, his biggest game right now is 10 yards. I love him, but they're not utilizing him right now. And I also think the coaching staff when it has a more clear path where they use in Dallas. Michael Gallup and Palmer have a lot of very similar skill set. I think that fits what this offense can do. Quinn Johnson isn't really kind of what they're looking for necessarily what they have the pieces for the offense to be. I think Quentin Johnson, you know, upside's amazing long-term. I just don't love it this year for fantasy. Yeah, we'll have to see how this whole thing plays out. But yeah, for now, we're all on the same board. Josh Palmer for the next few weeks at the very least. Uh, I will keep my eye on Gerald Everett and Donald Parham moving forward just to see how this passing attack does adjust without Mike Williams to see if one of those guys comes out. If one of those guys were to emerge and get the tight ends more involved, they could be a streaming option for now. We're still staying pat on them. Let's uh, go to our next match. 